Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. If you have unique shipping needs and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions, dry van, temperature controlled, and high security, just a few, visit roadscholar.com. I just got some breaking news. Uh, it says it's attributed to ABC News. U.S. officials have ordered a two-day stand-down for all military aviation inside as well as outside the United States after an F-35 jet went missing in South Carolina. According to ABC News, no units are allowed to fly unless there is a discussion for two days about safety measures and procedures. No units are to uh, no units are allowed to fly until they have the two-day discussion for safety measures and procedures. The commandant said in a service-wide email on Monday. I don't know if this is just specifically to the Marines or all. Now, this is saying all U- uh, U.S. officials have ordered all military aviation. Uh, I'm assuming this is just the Marines, but I need clarification on that. And I'll try and get it for you. But that is kind of bizarre. But when a mishap happens, when something goes wrong, they do a safety stand down. That's normal operating procedure. Um, sometimes it's you know just for a um, you know a, a briefing. Sometimes it's for giving them time, a day or two, to figure out and get a grasp on what happened. So we'll we'll uh, keep up on this. But uh, it's interesting. And there's supposedly multiple military and civilian aircraft, police aircraft, searching a grid in South Carolina with multiple air assets. So we'll keep up to date on that as well. We've all seen, and we're all seeing every day, I mean, this weekend alone was record illegal migrants entering the country that we know of. These are the ones we've actually stopped and have checked in with us. And we saw the press conference that kind of went sideways for AOC, Jerry Nadler, and Bauman, and a bunch of the New York contingency in New York City when they they got shouted down during their conference. Now, their, their central statement was to expedite work permits for these illegal migrants. And while I was looking into the asylum system, and, and we went through this on Friday, where... After all said and done, about 15% of people who apply for asylum in, in the United States are actually granted that. Uh, so very few are. But if you start looking through the weeds on what's going on, and I said, you know, there's a ton of money being thrown around as far as non-government organizations, non-for-profits. And what happens is, in turn, those organizations give donations to politicians, that's how this works. We know we know how it works in Northeast Pennsylvania. So, you know, you you scratch my back, I scratch your back type of thing. Obviously, politicians can't benefit directly from migrants, but they are benefiting because billions of dollars are going to these non-government organizations, these nonprofits, these agencies that are out there that are are getting the contracts, billions of dollars of contracts. I mean, New York City alone is spending billions of dollars. There's companies getting that money to care for these individuals, for give them medical, give them food, give them housing, give them all that things. And in return, 
and and thanks, although it's not billed as that, it's returned in a some of it is returned in a campaign contribution in support in that way or another. When you start looking through the weeds here, it's not a left or right issue. It's not a Democrat or Republican issue. It's about money and power. They've had the opportunity to fix this problem for our lifetimes. Everyone who's listening here, for our lifetime, they had an opportunity to fix this problem. Now, under the Trump administration, they started the physical barrier. They started with some of the processes where, you know, we'll send people back. We'll send them back to their originating country, not just the country there. Now, there, there are rules in place where if you are coming from a nation and you want to seek asylum in America, but you go through five other countries or three other countries or just two other countries, like, you know, we have a big African contingency that's now coming through Mexico into the southern border. They're supposed to apply for asylum in Mexico, the first country they reach. Now, again, when you start going through the weeds, and the reason I say this isn't a left or right issue or, or a, a Republican or Democrat issue, there is a bill. It was introduced February 2nd of 2023. And it was introduced by Senator Susan Collins, a Republican of Maine, co-sponsored by Kirsten Sinema, an independent of Arizona, and Angus King, an independent in Maine. This bill would shorten... And this bill is called the Asylum Seeker Work Authorization Act of 2023. This bill would shorten the current waiting period for an employment authorization document, the EAD, to workers' permit for these illegal migrants, otherwise known as a work permit, for asylum seekers to a, from 180 days to 30 days, provided that asylum seekers enter the U.S. through an official port of entry. In addition, the bill would codify a two-year renewal schedule for asylum-based work permits. These are Republicans and independents. The beginning of this year, submitting a bill through the Senate that says, let's shorten the period from 180 days to 30 days to expedite these illegal migrants in getting work permits to work here. Now, Representative Chelly Pingree, a Democrat in Maine, introduced a similar bill in the House titled the Asylum Seeker Work Authorization Act of 2023, H.R. 1325, on March 1st of 2023, with nine co-sponsors. Very similar bills. The bill also shortens the 180-day waiting period for asylum-based workers permit down to 30 days. This bill differs from the Senate version in that it does not require asylum seekers to enter the U.S. through ports of entry. The House bill also ends amends the work permit renewal schedule, requiring that work permits remain active until the asylum claim is decided, including any appeals. The U.S. asylum process allows individuals, specifically those with a well-founded fear of prosecution, including victim of serious human rights violations in their home countries, to seek legal protection at the United States border, both at ports of entry and in between ports of entry, or the interior. Those who obtain asylum are offered certain protections in the U.S., such as work authorization, 
and other federal benefits along with a path. Now, here's the key here. Those who obtain asylum are offered certain protections in the U.S., such as work authorizations and other federal benefits, along with a path to lawful permanent residence and eventual citizenship. Asylum seekers are those individuals who have left their country and are not yet legally recognized as asylees or refugees until their claim is decided. However, the asylum system is currently heavily backlogged. It takes an average of four years for a case to be adjudicated. During this time, asylum seekers are protected from deportation but otherwise lack status or access for most federal benefits. According to Title VIII of the United States Code, which governs immigration law, asylum seekers may receive authorization to work as soon as 180 days following the filing of asylum applications. So you have both sides, independents, Republicans, Democrats, with bills that have been submitted early this year to shorten that time from 180 days to 30 days. Now, like I said on Friday, we are not under normal asylum seeker rules that normally took a week, took a few weeks. They're getting appointments now four, five, six. I've seen as long as seven years later. Their information is not traceable. Our Department of Immigration is not able to find almost a million illegal migrants who came into the country and applied for asylum. And only in the end, only 15% are approved for asylum. Just this weekend alone, we had thousands. Just this morning, all over the media, they showed train loads coming through Mexico, cheering to head to the U.S. border to enter. And you have both Democrats, Republicans, and independents submitting bills to shorten that work authorization permit to 30 days. And like I said, those who obtain asylum are offered certain protections in the U.S., such as work authorizations, along with a path to lawful permanent residency and eventual citizenship. There's where the problem lies. That's why you have Democrats saying, well, they, we just want them to support themselves. We just want them to work here. We want to get them their work permits so they're not a burden on the taxpayer. They don't care about that. It's not their money. They don't care. If they cared, it wouldn't be happening to begin with. What they care about is that next step, that permanent residency or an eventual citizenship. So they can turn around and say, remember when we supported you guys? Remember when you came here and you had nothing and we fed you, we clothed you, we gave you school supplies, we sent your kids to, to school, we got you jobs. Remember that, guys? Well, now it's time to repay us. And that's exactly the conversation that goes on there. These are the changes that are going on, and it's not, a, it's not a partisan issue. They try and make it a partisan issue. They are the ones in charge of our immigration system. They are ones in charge of the laws. If they truly had a problem with it, how come any of them haven't introduced a bill to address that? But both sides have introduced a bill, both the Senate and the House— 
to make it easier to come here illegally and get a job and apply for asylum and eventually get your permanent residence or citizenship because there's billions of dollars changing hands back and forth all over the place. And then they want to point fingers and say, well, the, the mean governor in Texas is the cause of this. That, that's the new talking point in New York. The mean governor in Texas is, is doing all this. They forget about the administration who's allowing it to come here. They're forgetting about that these cities have declared themselves sanctuary cities welcoming to everybody. They forget about all that. But here's where we're going as far as work permits. And if you paid any attention to that press conference that AOC, Jerry Nadler, Bauman, and them had in New York City where they got shouted down, thankfully, it's all about work permits because that's the next step. Because then they're going to say, well, these people have been paying taxes for three, four years now. We just can't throw them out. They're Americans. They're Americans now. They pay taxes. That's the talking point. That's the end game. Permanent residence and citizenship. Voters. It's as simple as that. It's 422 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Well, it appears some people are. It appears some people are upset that I'm not using uh, the word illegal aliens. I'm using illegal migrants, but that's exactly what they are. They're illegal migrants, aliens, migrants. They're the same. They're here illegally. I've said illegally. Uh, you know, it's as simple as that. Asylum seekers. Yes, that's what this administration is using to uh, circumvent the system. They're jotting them all down as asylum seekers, these illegal migrants who are coming into this country. Like I said, historically in the U- in the U.S., only about 15% of those seeking asylum qualify. There's probably a lot less here because there's uh, specific reasons to apply for asylum. Workers from Mexico is not a reason. Workers from other countries are not a reason. So... They've labeled them all and giving them dates because they know these dates are years down the road and labeled them asylum seekers. They've had this app now where they immediately go in and uh, register themselves as asylum seekers. Yes, they're illegal migrants that the government has labeled asylum seekers. So the Democrats could have talking points when they talk, which they all did on uh, Friday when they were in New York City saying it's a legal process, they're here legally because they are asylum seekers. No, they're not. You're taking advantage of the system. And not only are you taking advantage of the system, but I just read you bills where all sides, Democrats, Republicans, and independents, are trying to make it easier for them to work here, uh, shortening the waiting period from 180 days to 30 days. And we'll see. You know, the same people who want to complain about minimum wage jobs and how your average worker in middle class needs to make a higher wage, what's going to happen when you have these millions of illegal migrants get work permits? Well, you've just artificially deflated the wage structure. Yes, deflated, reduced. What's going to happen when... Some car company has the big idea and say, hey, let's hire a couple thousand 
of these illegal migrants that now have work permits. Teach them what to do. What's going to happen then? Then they're shouting and screaming. But the same government who will tell you that that's, that would never happen, we're not happening, that is fighting for them to get work permits. They're not restricted work permits. They're not saying they can't work in certain jobs. Obviously, they'd have to qualify for that. And you know what? The younger generation of the American worker has become lazy. We've all seen it. If you've been in the workforce for years, you know what I'm talking about. There's a sense of entitlement. There's a sense of not working for what you get. And we've seen it. So the same people who are saying and rallying and holding signs for these illegal migrants that are coming into our, our country and saying we need to be more sensitive, we need to welcome them, we are a country of immigrants, great. They're going to take your jobs in no time because they work faster, they work better, and they're more eager to work than you are. And I'm talking about the newer generations in the workforce out there. It's getting less and less as we move forward. So, yes, when I talk about illegal migrants, that's exactly that. You want to use migrants. You want to use aliens. If you want to use aliens, that's fine. I use migrants. They're illegal migrants here, illegally. And they're crossing at record numbers along with 75,000 national security threats, along with 100 people on our terrorist watch list in the southern border alone. I think there's another 200 that came in through the northern border. And due to all the chaos at the borders, this administration has lost 130,000 unaccompanied minor children that just disappeared, came into the country, supposedly with a sponsor or family members, are now just gone, disappeared. Even if 1% of them got into the sex trafficking trade, that's 1% too much. And these are the people that they supposedly say they care for. They don't because it's a manufactured crisis, this entire thing. Congress could fix this tomorrow if they wanted to. They don't want to. It's 432 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 437 here at the station. Looks like some afternoon rain may be moving in. This is the point of the show where we honor our heroes across America who made the ultimate sacrifice. 72 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice, one of them from here in Pennsylvania. Police in Frank A. Sankey, Philadelphia Police Department of Pennsylvania, in 1914 was shot and killed near the corner of 56th Street and Vine Street by a man he ordered to leave the area who was causing a disturbance. The suspect drew a revolver and shot Policeman Sankey in the stomach. Suspect fled to his uh, rooftop where he was apprehended. And uh, we all know about the officer who was executed. They just, uh, in Los Angeles sitting in his patrol car, 30-year-old, just engaged, shot in the back of the head while he was sitting in his patrol car, unprovoked, and they just caught the person of interest today, hopefully um, faces justice. Let's go to the phones. We have uh, TJ from Wilkesbury on Immigrants. TJ. Hey, I, I love the, the, uh, the, the word illegal migration because that's what they are. And... Uh, I agree with everything you said. It's an ultimate plan to become socialist because the more people on Uncle Sam's tip, he becomes the mom. And then everybody, it, you know, it's like you, know, you feed a fish. The fish is always going to come back. It's not going to feed itself. So it is a master plan. Um, you know, I can't stand I always everybody that I go. I always always ask, how is the migration when uh, we came over to America and we migrated here? How did it work out for the Indians? 
And they go, oh. And then I go, well, how would it work? Anytime any person migrates to another country, it's because of their resources are depleted or they don't have it good at their own country. And then they go and take over another country, and that turns turns to crap. And that's what's happening here. They want them here so they could turn into socialists. That's another reason why they're taking our guns away, why they say that, you know, MAGA people, Trump people, white people, we're the biggest threat to society. We're not the biggest threat to society. We're the biggest threat against them from taking over the world and throwing us in internment camps because we're not communists. Because eventually they are looking to migrate, become socialists, take over the country, and if they take our guns away, we can't fight them. They will kill us, just like Hitler killed the Jews, just like Stalin killed millions, just like Chinese killed millions. If we don't follow with the communist social thing and we want to be free thinkers in a free country, we are going down a bad path. And it's starting right now. And the big business with the migration is in with the Democrats and the politicians because they will be the Politburo. They will be the ones in power. They will be the 5% at the top with everything, and we will have nothing. Why do you think the billionaires are signing with the Democrats? Because they're making us into a consuming nation. You really think Nike? You really think Microsoft? You really think McDonald's wants 10 million people to leave the country? That's $10 million worth less of sales every day. It's all it's all distraction, TJ. They're they're doing it purposely to distract um, distract us. Well, they keep continue the status quo, money and power. That's all it's always been about. That's, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. And and basically, it, and the worst thing about it is, you know, who hurts the most our kids. Right now, you talk, I talked to a bunch of parents in the new school district, Wolf's Fair. There's gangs that migrated here, and I migrated. I'm from I'm from Hackensack, Jersey. Migration sucks for the indigenous people, no matter where it is, okay? So I migrated. So I'm saying I suck, okay, to northeastern Pennsylvania, okay? But the thing of it is is that you got gangs in the schools, people are afraid to go to the bathrooms, and everybody's afraid to talk about it because you're going to be called a racist. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, and what, what, what they're, they're, what they're conveniently ignoring is there's a legal migration process that's ongoing that those people are being disenfranchised the most people coming from these countries coming illegally who are doing the right thing going through the process who are just being bypassed by this influx and and like i said earlier in in this piece the ones who are going to be disenfranchised is the middle to lower class because these millions of people that they want to give job permits to are going to take the jobs like i said they work faster they work better they have a better work ethic and they're more eager to work than the people the the indigenous people we have here now the americans this next generation that's coming out anyone who works in a business anyone who's hired people anyone who who's been around it sees there's an entitlement they don't think they have to work for what they get they think they should be entitled to it because they did x y and z in school or do you know who i am or i did this no you work hard you get a better position that's the way it is and a lot of these migrants be it illegal or not are going to bypass these workers tj i appreciate your call all right thanks Mike. thank you it's uh 443 here at wilk we'll be back after the weather and uh, traffic you're with the rob o'donnell show on wilk news radio it is 448 here at the station 71 degrees and mostly cloudy uh, WILK knows that talk has the power to save lives. Join us for Odyssey's I'm Listening 
Our annual national conversation about mental health on Wednesday, September 20th from 7 to 9 p.m. For two hours, we'll be joined by the biggest names in music, news, and sports. Pop actress, star actress Selena Gomez, singer-songwriter Ed Sheeran, country artist Jelly Roll, singer and TV talk show host Kelly Clarkson. I'm Listening will include conversations with mental health professionals, including the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Martha, um, AFSP's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Christy Mountier. They will be sharing their mental health and suicide prevention expertise and resources to listeners. Find out more at imlistening.org. You're not alone. Join us for I'm Listening live on WILK News Radio or on the Odyssey app. Real important mission there for, uh, for mental health awareness, suicide prevention, something we take very seriously, something I take very seriously because I know a lot of people who are affected by it. I've been affected by it by myself. I've, uh, you know, dealt with survivor's guilt and dealt with those things throughout my life in a good place now, and I and know the feeling. So if you need help, if you need to talk to someone, reach out and talk to someone. It could make the world of difference. When the people who are dealing with these things the most as far as the crisis is the illegal migrant crisis, listen to them because it's exactly that. They are telling you the quiet part out loud. Mayor Adams, this is from the New York Post today, Mayor Adams says soaring cost of migrant crisis is going to hurt low-income New Yorkers. Mayor Adams warned that the cost of the ongoing illegal migrant crisis will hurt low-income New Yorkers as he's forced to dip into the city's coffers to address the disaster without more, more federal and state aid. Like I said, they're slashing budgets in New York 5% immediately. Come January, they're going to slash them another 5%. Come April, they're going to slash them another 5%. That's 15%. Now, if you are low income in New York City, and again, it's coming here. It's just a matter of time. They are already setting up the infrastructure to express them here with the train and rail service that's coming. But if you don't think that someone's going to get the big idea to say, hey, let's send them to Joe Biden's hometown to send a message, you're sadly mistaken. And yes, I know there are in our areas. But if you've been to New York, which I have been, and see the extent of the crisis, it's incredible. It's truly mind-boggling. They have a million illegal migrants, some of them sleeping in the streets, on lines, in these shelters all over the place, throughout the city, everywhere. And it's going to affect the low and middle class more than anyone. The upper class... Those who have the wherewithal to just up and move, they, they, they are doing that. Even if they are keeping their places or, or doing their things, they can just up and go somewhere else. Hey, I'll stay somewhere. I'll stay in my house in the Hamptons. I'll stay in the Berkshires. I'll stay in my place in Miami. You know, I'll, I'll stay somewhere else until this, they work out this issue here because it's not safe for me to be in New York. Businesses are doing it. People are doing it. Executives are doing it time and time again. Hey, I'll just work from home because it's not safe. The people this is going to affect are the low- and middle-income people who have to go to work every day, who will be bounced out of a job because there will be more workers for those positions, especially when it comes to factory work, especially when it comes to, to you know, assembly line work. 
that's not a discussion in the ongoing uh, the ongoing auto strike, is it? Protection from illegal migrant workers. Don't you think if you were an auto worker, that would be one of the top things right now? Knowing that there's millions of these illegal migrants looking for work and that our government wants to express work permits for them? Don't you think one of the biggest job protection issues would be not to outsource to illegal migrants with work permits? It's not even brought up. Not even brought up. Because it's all part of the plan. They are part of the Democrat machine. They are part of, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You come out with us and you say, yeah, yeah, we support our unions. We want this, we want that, we want that. And at the same time, they'll demonize. And and every politician who's walked on the picket line with the auto workers. And I support them getting a better living wage. I support them getting a raise. But to say they should get the same percentage raise as the CEOs, the executives, is just wrong. You don't do the same job. You don't have the same responsibility. It's just wrong. But every one of the people out there, the, the, the politicians, saying how you know we need to, to make this more equitable, we need to, to share the wealth with the employees, leave out the part that every 401K, every pension in this country, is dependent on companies like that being successful, turning a profit, making money. And yes, the workers take part in that. But yes, it's the decision-making by the executives whose real hide is on the line because they're performance-based. Every executive is performance-based. And it's analyzed by shareholders, analyzed by their boards, their stockholders. Was it your fault that we didn't meet our quota? That we didn't meet our goal? Or was it something outside of your control? If it's something outside of your control, like an economy crash or something like that, we can, we can understand. Or COVID, we can understand. And again, same politicians who shut everything down because of COVID, where companies took losses, great severe losses, are now pointing fingers at them for recouping those losses by making profit. Because that's how you recoup losses. You make profit. But they want to talk about how bad the corporations are, but don't realize that every pension in America, every 401k, IRA, you name it, is dependent on those companies being successful. Once they start pulling their money out of there, there's no longer a market for you to make money. So you could retire. 455 at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in a minute. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 458 here at the station. 71 degrees with some sun and clouds outside. Got a text message coming in. You call or text at 570-883-0098. What do you think is the real reason why the Democrats oppose a sensible Trump-style border security? Well, Trump started that security but never finished it. So, you know, let's be honest there. But it's very simple because if the border was secure... We as voters could focus on real issues that they don't have the spine to address. It's a manufactured distraction. It's a manufactured crisis. Because we're all talking about it. We're all talking about these things. So while we're talking about these things, while we're fighting about migration, illegal migration, while the cities are dealing with these crises and spending billions of dollars in money, 
we're not focusing on things that we need to be, like a balanced budget, term limits, um, Social Security, Medicare, inflation. You know, we're doing patch jobs with our budgeting, you know, raising interest rates to keep the cost of living down so people don't have too much extra money to spend to boost inflation more, even higher after they've given out all this free money. Those are the reasons why these... Uh, those are the reasons why these manufactured crises exist. And, and then you look at the fact that, yes, they are bringing in their future voters. They are no doubt going to expect payback down the road when they say, hey, look at everything we gave you. Look at the better life we gave you. 